Help us, Father, tonight again. Father, we come under you. We come under your spirit. We are submitting to you tonight for blessing. We ask that you will release resources for your blessing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we want to know what true blessings are. We want to experience them tonight. Lord, you would help us by your mercy to partake of your blessing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray. If we trust in ourselves, we know we are weak. So we don't trust our confidence, uh, our... Sufficiency is not of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of you. We ask, Father, the things that would make provision for us to be sufficient, you will supply tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Thank you, Lord, because you've heard our cry. Thank you, Father, because you received our worship. We say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for every heart tonight, Lord, that is looking for to be blessed by you. For that we pray, O oh Lord, for the unction and the utterance to be able to paint blessings tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, O oh Lord, that for every heart here looking to take of you. Lord, I pray tonight that you would help my heart, you would help my thought to move into the direction of your blessing tonight. Oh, Father, that you will use this tongue to be a tongue of blessing in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would help me tonight. Lord, I submit to you I submit, I acknowledge that I am weak. I acknowledge that I am faulty. I acknowledge, Father, that I am uh, in need of great help. Lord, I pray tonight that you will supply your help, even for blessing in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me to align your thought. Help me to connect with you and your spirit for the blessing which you've designed for us tonight, uh, which you've brought in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Thank you because you've heard us tonight. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, I believe uh, we're all welcome here tonight. Can you just uh, quickly say hello to your neighbor? Say you are welcome. I welcome you here tonight. I believe you can all hear me, right? Yes, sir. My voice is a bit louder. Is it too loud? It's okay. Okay. Amen. Amen. Um, I think this should be somewhere there, right? Okay. Just in case. Amen. All right, thank you. So just say hello to your neighbor. 
I know you say hello, but okay, I'm saying hello again. Listen. Just say, I'm happy to see you. Good to see you again. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, hmm, I did not break something. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, it's good to see our faces. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to uh, appreciate each and every one of us for being here tonight. Can you can just appreciate yourself for being here? I'm happy to see. Uh, I believe. I mean, on Saturday we're saying that uh, it's important that uh, you know that we are gathered. That uh, being here allows for the word, you know, to come forth and to go out. Yes, sir. So um, your presence here tonight is not uh, is not it's not empty. It's not without a blessing. Is that it has its own blessing attached to it. Amen. So I believe the Lord will uh, reward our labor of love. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, I just uh, appreciate uh, Kelvin. Can you just appreciate him, please? <laughs> Amen. Helping us to pray. Pray powerfully. Amen. That's the word. To pray powerfully. Amen. And you know, all those prayers are just you know, eating the point. And uh, I believe the prayers were timely. It's, uh, it's a prayer of the season. So we thank God. And uh, we appreciate your labor. Amen. And uh, I will appreciate uh, joy. Thank you for being there again. Amen. Happy to see your face. <laughs> Thank you for bringing your spirit. Amen. And your angel. <laughs> Amen. And Tsunami too. Thank you for being here. Uh, I believe this is, this is our first uh, meeting. I mean, meeting you this year. So. Good to see you again. Trust you are doing wonderful. Uh, and new, thank you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for your sacrifices and every Tuesday since last week. Um, you know, coming all the way from the south. So thank you for being here. Amen. And uh, I'd like to appreciate my wonderful wife as well. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Amen. Amen. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for raising, uh, helping us to raise our heart to the Lord. Uh, for lifting our hearts. Uh, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, and I want to appreciate you doing as well. Thank you and Kevin for joining from St. Anne's. Amen. Amen. 
every every time is that labor the lord the lord bless and reward amen. your labor amen. Amen. amen praise the lord hallelujah how many of us are, are ready for tonight amen, amen. Mm. thank you jesus
Jesus. Amen. as much as possible not to take our time amen, amen. praise the Lord Hallelujah. Um, I'm hoping to to follow the direction um, the Lord is leading us in a direction I'll just try and follow that Amen. Amen. Uh, mm. Praise the Lord. I 
believe there are key things that the Lord is saying and I'm just I'm weighing I'm looking to see scriptures to, to go through I'm seeing one or two but I'm just trying to see which one to settle on Amen Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One thing is very is clear, and it is the intent of God to call our soul out of the grave. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, every soul that is sorry. Amen. Every soul uh, have an habitation. Uh, every soul have an habitation. And it is in the habitation of souls. The habitation of a soul determines Is it the place of the soul? I guess I can say that. Where the soul dwells. Amen. Where the soul dwells. Is it habitation? Is its environment that it's used to? And where it dwells is where voice is. The, the, the place of dwelling of a soul is what speaks to the soul. Amen. Amen. I'm just looking, I'm looking for, for entrance that I, I haven't found a scripture yet. Okay, maybe I'll just I'll just read that this verse and then we'll go from there. Can we go to Ephesians chapter one? Mm. And we can read from verse verse for, uh, okay, I read from verse 14. It says, which is the earnest of our inheritance, and they're talking about the Holy, Holy Spirit of promise, right? Uh, it says, which which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, so that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Since the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling? 
and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint. Amen. Amen. So, uh, one key thing that we see here, amen, amen, is what the scripture is referring to as the hope of our calling. Amen. amen. So that, that you may know, see the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling. Mahai Muspila Pai Eldima. Hella Haya. Hemisiga. Egina. Guide. Tima Guide. Me Guide. Kanto. Mira Guide. Dasi. Dasi. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Guide us in your thoughts. So here we see, see the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint. So it is clear that there is the hope of his calling, meaning that there is what the Lord is calling every soul into. Amen. Amen. So, uh, I guess this might give a little bit of a background. Uh, this particular prayer that Paul began to pray, Paul was not praying this prayer for just uh, the purpose of praying. Uh, but this prayer is key and important for the elevation of saints. Amen. Right? Because in the previous verse, I believe on Saturday we are talking about the saint, who the saints are. Right? So, we have some insight into who the saints will be. Of course, they are not um, Christians that only like God when it happens to do with money and other things. These Christians uh, are not Christians that this or who they call saints are those that have the discipline of faith and love towards all saints. I know. I mean, that's not the language I used, but. Um, I'm just you know, fetching that thought you know, today. Uh, why? Because in in Ephesians chapter one verse verse fifteen, right? In this verse fifteen, it now says that wherefore this is this is what caused Paul to pray for them. It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all saints. So, we see clearly here that faith in the Lord Jesus and love towards the saint was a criteria for Paul to begin to pray for them. Right? Yes. So, uh, so these, these are saints. This, the saints have discipline 
in faith in the Lord Jesus, then they love the saint. Right? That's their discipline. And because of that discipline, they qualify for elevation. Right? The, like I mentioned, I believe, was it on Saturday that the first elevation that a soul would come into is the elevation of the spirit, which the spirit, uh, when it comes upon a believer, what its, its goal is to help a believer to take flight. Right? So, the work of elevation begins when the Holy Spirit is given as an inheritance. Right? So, the Holy Ghost comes to elevate us a bit. Then, Paul, right, Paul, after seeing that the saints I fulfilled the criteria of love and faith. He prayed for another elevation in the spirit. Amen. Amen. And then he's now saying to believers here that this elevation has a key to it. That when you are elevated here, one thing is going to be sure for you. What's that thing? Is that the soul will be able to understand the hope of his calling. Amen. So there is what every believer is called into. But if you look at what I'm saying, you see that there's a process of elevation already. Right? The, the Lord is really just elevating the soul and that elevation meaneth calling. That's what it means. Each time a soul grows, moves up, is an answer to calling. So when we get born again, what we received is the voice of the shepherd that is calling the sheep to come into a place where he, has, he is going to, to prepare a place for them. Right? So he's calling believers to come up there. So when we get born again, the, the, all, the, all the, the dealings of the Lord upon his soul is to call his soul into a place. So our, our journey is calibrated into callings. But when we get born again, we don't understand the calling. Why? Because is a, a saint that is not fully saint or a saint who has not who has not fulfilled the discipline of faith and love cannot understand his calling even though it's been called. So he can't understand that hope. Get, there has to be a time where they cannot begin to understand the hope of his calling. So, if you look at this, you can then understand the state of the body as a whole. Right? When we get born again, right? 
I think, I think, and again, this is where we have issues. Where, you know this particular passage, when you hear calling, everybody, we start looking into something. What am I called to do? What is he called to do? What's your purpose? What's my purpose? Why are men looking for purpose? It's, 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 it's like almost like there's, there's a time they so understand that I have to do something. There's something I'm called to do. Right? There's a time the soul answer that. I mean, if you check everybody, but there comes a time where that begins to be. Why? Maybe because when you get born again, you go to church daily. Right? Let me not say daily. You go to church every Sunday. Um, you go to all the meetings, weekday meetings. You pay your tithe. You pay your offering. You've, you've done all that it is in the law to do. Okay, according to the criteria of being a Christian, what are the things I must do? Okay, go to church, pay my tithe, make sure I don't miss church. Okay, um, on, you know, during the week, make sure I attend. Even, maybe we are not even you know, perfect today, it's okay, but as long as we go to church every day, you know, ah, then maybe the soul can come into a sense of security. Or hey, let me add to it, maybe in church we serve, right? There are places where we serve and we are doing everything and we know the principles of if you serve God, God will serve you. Right? If you if you give to God, the Lord God will give to you. The Lord is, is the Lord is majorly dedicated to who is dedicated to him, or the Lord is committed to who is committed to him. Um, we know all those principles. Then it gets to a point because you've done all these things. You have a job. <laughs> what the soul now starts wondering. Yeah. I've done, I've done all that seems to be the main course of the day. What, what is next? Then, all of a sudden, the soul will start looking for purpose. What is my purpose in life? What is the purpose? Why am I existing? Right? Why is it that I'm in Canada? Some can even fast and pray. And then guess what? And sit and wait for souls in this area. Once you begin to ask that question, ah! something's about to happen here. Yeah. Why? Because when that begins to happen in a soul, the Lord is like a calling to the Lord. Say, I'm ready. Ah! You want to know me. Okay. You're looking for purpose. You're looking for purpose. It's all right. I'm going to answer you. But Satan will come quickly and then can give the soul go. Hmm. Maybe you can be, you can open a charity, help the motherless, help the fatherless, help, uh, what else? The widows, uh, you know, then we start looking for different, why, what we want our life to make an impact somewhere, right? Maybe not all of us have that kind of uh, sight. I mean, I, I was not, I was not, I haven't journeyed there yet before the Lord apprehended me. So, <laughs> so I don't know exactly, <laughs> exactly what that area might look like. Yeah. All I know is just insight into it because of the nature of the soul, mm-hmm. right? But eventually every soul will get there. Maybe not all of us are there, right? <laughs> but, uh, and, and here's another thing. Even when we are spiritual, the soul can always look for something to do. In short, that's the, that's the occupation of the soul. Yes. 
You know the soul is a doer. The soul is a doer. The soul does. All it knows, all the soul knows how to do is to keep doing things. Keep doing. Keep doing. Even when you don't feel like doing anything, you are doing something. Because the reason why I don't feel like doing anything is because there's something you are doing. I don't want to leave that and uh, so I don't feel like that. Uh, so there's no time that the soul is without anything to do. If peradventure, Matova, uh, a soul gets to a state where it's being sober. See, you know when a soul is getting sober, Satan will like, how, how can you be sober in this world? No, no, you can't be sober. So Satan really, really designed the world. Also, to ensure that men are busy. He made sure that the order of the day is that you must be busy. You, you must be busy doing something. Right? So much, you shall must be busy doing something. If... If you are not doing something, Satan will start telling you, you know you can make money with this time you are not doing anything with. You, can, you, know, you know you can make more money. See all this, see all this time that's open. You can make more money. Invest that time into something else. And you know, you know what's funny? Ah, I don't know. Maybe I'm quickly ending the meeting today. Okay, I don't know. I'm, see, all these things, the kiki thing, I'm just saying, I don't know where we'll see. But here's the thing. When the soul comes there, they say you see plenty of time that you can. The, what the soul ought to do is to use that time to search for the maker. Yes. Any op, any sp, any time you are free, wow. eh? time that you are free, it's not free, so that we can eat biscuit, bread, and butter. Now, I'm not saying you want to watch your movies and, you know, you know that's not what I'm saying, right? I'm not against enjoying, you know, you know when I say enjoy, <laughs> I don't even know if it's enjoy, I should say. No, I'm not against, I mean, if you check it, we, all of us here, ah, we enjoy, right? Yeah. We hang out. So, I'm not against, you know, by now, you know, I know I'm not against hanging out here. Yeah. But, there is something about, being, about wisdom with respect to the time that we have. Okay, should I tell you something? If you think about tomorrow now, and you ask yourself, is tomorrow promised? I know this is where we use faith. No, I shall not die, but nobody is saying anybody is dying. It's just a question. Is tomorrow promised? Yes, the Lord promises us that we shall understand. And, but you know, God is supreme. He's sovereign. He, okay, he has said he will give, but he can decide, okay, you, it's time to come home. Abi? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm not saying, hey, God forbid that everybody will, because we must all enter into life. So, Amen. But I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just asking that question to give us a sense. You know, sometimes we think that we have like 100 years you know, we kind of just think that there's 100 years, there's 250 years. So, mm, so the things are not, mm, that one can wait now, I can always. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that tomorrow is not promised. The only thing that is promised is that 
you will give, God promised you life. Let me put it that way. So that's that's a promise. But that love that I say he will give you, it didn't say that if I see that there's any potential that you may not get this thing, I'll quickly take you. Or I also you reserve the you reserve the right. You know the Lord, you know all these documents that people write about I mean, people still they steal it from God because God has the exclusive right to change <laughs> to change the contract. It's sovereign. You can change the contract or you don't think so. <laughs> right? Now, I'm just saying it does give us a sense of a sense of urgency. Maybe not urgency. Yeah, partly urgency, but a sense of how do I put it? It's a sense of looking at the time that we have. Right? With Let's look at it preciously. I'm sure all of us will still go to work tomorrow and you know do what we have to so, so that's okay. That's all right, right? But I just wanted to see that our time is not meant for to fill with carnal things. In short, the way a soul should be is to look for the best, to look for as much. The, pray for wisdom, anything, as much as possible for to be as free as possible. Now, that may mean that when I'm doing some task or work, can I look for one that will allow me to still be free or flexible? You know, just different, different thoughts, right? But is that time that the soul will be looking for how to add? Because what the soul, all the soul sees money. Savings. Yeah. All the soul is, all, what the soul is seeing all that. You see that the decision that the soul will be making yeah. would always contradict the one for life. The moment anything is free like this, the soul is already calculating what can I do with this time to bring money. But should I should I should I should I say the truth of the matter? Do you know that it is the Lord that makes it rich with the added to sorrow? When it comes to riches, it's the Lord that brings it. I don't think so. Yes, sir. Souls that are trying to make maybe one, one million, not even one million dollars. Let's say, let's just say $5,000 consistently every month. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know that. There are some people, they just sit in the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. They don't do ad labor or anything. They are not even CEOs, but yeah. some, some employers are earning the, the wage of a director. New directors uh, they'd be like, and the kind of work the directors will be doing is crazy. I'm saying it because somebody has said it to me. He say, ah, say the money I'm earning, say, say it's more than all those directors. <laughs> those directors, say, that's quite interesting. And everybody want to be directors. Only can earn the same amount of money. <laughs> now I'm saying that there's a way, but I mean the Lord can make rich and add no sorrow. We run into trouble when you start trying to chase after things. Now, does that mean that we can't be business owners? No. Does that mean that we can't? We can, it's, it's talking about wisdom, priority. Time that the soul ought to use to learn or to grow into understanding calling. The soul can begin to use it for other things. Amen. Now, the soul, 
the soul, the soul, okay, the soul, ah, is it limited, Mahatofi? Eh? Is it limited, I want to say? The soul is limited, mm. but okay. it's limited to something. Even though the soul is vast. Wait, question. Do we? I'm saying so. So do we understand soul? Eh? <laughs> do we understand the soul? Shall we know that man is a is a trapezoid being? Right, is a is a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Right. So the spirit, when we get born again, is the spirit that gets born again. The part of the soul is also born again. Right. Part of the soul is also born again. So the scripture refers to the spirit as the inner man. The scripture refers to the soul as the inward man. Then the scripture refers to the body as the outward man. Amen. Amen. The spirit of a man, so when I say the spirit of a man, as you and I are sitting here, we are all spirit. Right? We are spirit beings. That's why you can communicate with spirit in the spirit. That's why you can be in the spirit. Right? You can be, you can commune with the father of spirit. Right? It's because we are spirit beings. So we are spirit beings. So if an angel passes you now, you can your your spirit can be or your spirit your spirit. Your, let me be, let me not, let me say your person can be tuned into the spirit to pick things from there. Because see this world, this physical world, is actually an inferior world to a super world. And that in that world you have the is the spiritual realm, right? So, as you are now sitting down here, in the spirit there's a you sitting somewhere in the spirit. As we are all sitting on couches, right, on chair. If you look into the spirit, you may not see this chair there, right? Because it's a couch. I mean, maybe they will allow it. I don't, I don't know that. For those that see into the spirit, they can tell us and give us experience. How was that place? That place, when you sit down, is there a chair there? When you sit on a chair, does that chair appear in the spirit? I mean, something can appear in the spirit. Oh, Lord Jesus. Something can appear in the spirit <laughs> that looked like a chair, you know? Because sometimes, still in the spirit, um, when the Lord allows a soul to see into the spirit, they can use things in the natural to explain certain things in the spirit. Maybe in the spirit you can see somebody sitting down, right? But that chair, that's what it means. It's not, it's not our own, it's not this chair that you know, we carry up and down, right? 
Now, so I'm saying that there is, we are spirit beings that interact in the spirit world. And in short, that spirit world is what is real. Why? Because your person that you and I don't see understand that, knows that place very well. In short, we are blind to that place. And it is Satan that did that, that shut our eyes, that we can't see in there. It takes God, see, God, you know, it's a hack. What God did is a hack to restore our sight when we get born again. When I say sight, the way, I mean, when our spirit comes alive and then it begins to see or perceive things in the spirit. Although before then, before we get born again, as, she, as spirit beings, we can still perceive things, but we are less, we are, we are desensitized so much from that place. Right? Okay. So we are spirit, I'm, I'm just using it to explain us being spirit beings. And the sp in the spirit is the, is, the, is, is, is the reality of things. Right? Then you now, you now have our soul right which carries the program amen. amen so our soul carries the program of of living i guess i can say that all I'm is the is what runs our life, our person, our being. When you are thinking, when you are eating, when you are, when you are, I mean, when you are eating, you are, you are using your physical body to eat, right? But there is, <laughs> let me put it this way: the soul is like the interface. The soul is both spiritual and natural. There's nothing natural about the soul, but I'm using that for the purpose of understanding. In the sense that the soul is the bridging gap between the spirit and the body. If they remove the soul out of a man, what you see is that the body can fall. Right? But it's possible that the spirit may still be attached to the soul. Right? Now, because it's actually difficult to separate the spirit and the soul, it takes scripture word to divide them. What is easily separated is the spirit soul can be easily separated from the body. That one's not hard. All they have to do is just make the body weak enough that it can't carry the spirit of the man anymore. By willingly, the, the spirit soul want to leave the body. Why? Because ah, the body is powerful. Do you know your body is powerful? Why? Because as, frail, as the way it looks like this, 
is what is keeping your soul and body inside. Now, when I say it's, it's, if it's weak, it means that it can lose its will to hold the body. It will just, it will just give it up. And that's what, that's what somebody saying they gave up the ghost. It means who gave up which ghost? It means the body gave up. Right? So the body can, can, can be weak. And then, phew, say, I can't hold you anymore. You can go. Wow. Then the spirit and soul. That spirit and soul is very difficult to separate. But they are separate functionally. They are different. Sometimes you can call the spirit, the soul, spirit. In short, that happened when we were learning milk. Whereby, most of the time, they refer to the soul and spirit the same. But there's a difference. With, and one thing about at that time is that we don't have the knowledge of the soul enough. What knowledge we have is the spirit. That's why we are able to learn the spirit man. So when we get born again, we understand the power of the spirit man. Right? We, are, we understand the spirit man. We understand the... The things we need to do to ensure that our spirit is strong. Right? Yeah. And what that simply means is that to make sure that, see, the, the level of spirit in the, in the soul is high. That's what, they are, that's what we are pretty much saying. That the level of spirit in the soul is high enough so that the soul can easily take information from the from its spirit, which has all the resources for the deposit of life in the soul. Right? Now, when you get born again, your spirit is Christ, but the soul is not. Why? Because the nature of the soul is that the soul cannot take anything that it does not understand. Right? And the way they they make things sit in the soul, or the way they, or let me put it this way, the spirit and the soul, right, because of the nature of the soul of a man, like I said, it's what carries the program for living. Right? It's what carries the instruction. I don't, I don't know, ah! Okay, I know Pastor, Pastor Jeff explained this aspect a bit to us during the teaching series last year, right? Um, uh, don't worry, we'll soon. I, I, I don't think we're going to spend too much time today. So, wait, it's already nine. Oh, wow, okay. Right. Uh, like I said, I don't think. Okay, I've, I'm already. Prep, maybe I'm prepping myself to to close soon. But I just thought I'm looking for ways. Okay, but okay. Let me quickly summarize. So the soul is what carries the the program, the running of man. In short, if they want to, when they see a spirit. And they want to 
determine, they want to determine what that spirit is, what is its estate in the spirit, they will look in the soul. They don't, they don't look at the spirit. They look at the soul. Because in short, I, no. Okay, un, unless we have scripture. Because okay. what I'm seeing is I'm seeing the, though man is a spirit, right, that has a soul, but I'm seeing that the, what defines that spirit is the soul. Because you can have a soul that is Christ. So you can have a spirit that is Christ, but a soul that is still the child of Satan. Even though he's born again. Now what do I mean by it's a child of Satan? I'm not saying that uh, uh, you should know those, no, no one, uh, no child of Satan, is the way we see child of Satan you know, as Christians. Ah, child of Satan, no, they are not, these ones are evil people. No. Okay, I'm not, so, hmm. The child of Satan is, is more about the, the information in the soul. Now, what determines who is whose son is actually the content of the soul. Does that make sense? Now, let me, let me give you a little bit of cl- uh, clarification in the sense that, so a believer that gets born again, that has... Now let me put. Let me. I guess I should use the word, because those words are important. A child that gets born again, that has a potential Christ in their spirit. Let me use that word potential, because again, like I said, what is in the soul determines the estate of a of a spirit, right? So if somebody is born again, there's a potential in their spirit. And that potential is called, how many of us, I mean, we all do, how many of us do not study physics? I mean, I, I mean, did we, all of us want to ask Abby, and they, oh wait, oh, in Nigeria, you know, you have art and science class, wait, but we see all the, oh, no, with science only do physics. Art does not, okay. So, unless, unless you are in U of M, even U of M himself, they, Depending on the course, you may not have to take physics, right? Okay, let me, in that, because that's the case, I can't assume everybody uh, took uh, physics, right? So physics, there's what we call potential energy. Now, potential, I mean, there wasn't potential energy. Even though we did go to physics, we might know it, right? <laughs> so we know potential energy. <laughs> so potential energy is something that has the capacity, right? It's, a, it's potential. For example, when they see somebody, ah, that person has potential, meaning that they can see that it is possible for them to maybe get somewhere or become something. But that doesn't mean that they are that thing yet. They'll just say, ah, I see this guy have potential to make it, if you are going to use that language. That person has potential to make it. But really, everybody has potential to make it. You just need to know what to do and how to do it. I'm not saying scripturally, you just need to know how to do it in the world and how to do it. Everybody can make it. But it's just that spirit, you know, arrange, that's making it area. Spirit arrange it. Evil spirit, they're the one that distributes wealth to. It's not, don't, don't think. <laughs> but, but God has a way of giving wealth, which added no sorrow. 
God also gave. But when you look at the world, the system here, Satan is the one, evil spirit knows how to move money to people and all those things. So when Christians are thinking about making money, don't think about making money quick or anything. Right? The first thing you should look at is how can I know God? Pursue after God. Then let God give you wisdom. While God is priority. Now, here's a simple question that is, this question is very important. If they ask any soul here, can you leave whatever you are doing when it comes to making money, right? Can you leave whatever you are doing and follow after God? You realize that most, most of us, eh, if we don't know another economy of provision, all of us, including me, who have difficulty in saying, yes, Lord, I'll leave it and go, why? Because the moment you hear leave whatever you, ah, you've, you've already seen your rent, you've seen your phone bill, you've seen all kinds of bills you need to pay, right? And when that one is staring, us in the face. I'm thinking twice, so Lord, ah, I'll give I'll give you all. But let me just keep my job, please. But 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 when, you know we don't say it that way. There's a way we, the way we say it is different. It's in our attitude, in our action, there's a way we just arrange it and, and uh, simple explanation. Uh uh-uh. I mean you can't serve God every time of your life now. You have to go to work. I mean, you have to go to work. You have to. Uh, uh, I mean, you have bills to pay. <laughs> but I know this kind of thing I'm saying now is a is a hard knock life. It's difficult. I mean, but sometimes it's needed. But right? in the sense that now I'm not saying everybody should go and quit their job. But uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving us when it comes to the when it comes to the way God sees things. God is not seeing your job as something, as an excuse. He's not seeing your job as an excuse not to take him serious. Right? He's not seeing the phone bill. In short, he doesn't know what phone bill is. The only person seeing it is you and me. But, but, but the thing about God is that he knows that you have need of these things. So, it is part of the nature of a father to provide for their children. So he said, if he can feed the birds, how much more eh, shall, shall, will he not give you what? The, 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 how, how much will he not give you the money? He realized that it was not money. He said, how much more? So he feed, they talk about him feeding the birds, right? But they didn't say that how much more, Right? Will he freely give you the things of life? No. Because that's not what is in his heart to give to you. The primary thing in his heart to give to every soul is what he has promised the soul called eternal life. That's what is, and that is what every soul is called to. Now, I've said it now, Abby. You would have thought that we should have understand the hope of our calling is eternal life, but no, it's not true. It doesn't. It doesn't sit in the soul like that. 
Why? Because the soul must see eternal life as its calling. Not what not everybody has heard it now. In short, I'm not even the first person to say it. Everybody have, I'm pretty sure we've heard years and days and times that, you know, God has promised us life. For, in short, we don't understand that life when we hear it, right? When we hear God has promised us life, what comes to mind most of the time is the things of life around us. But there is something in the spirit called life. It is God's life. I don't know if that, it's as simple as that. It is God's life. Spiritual, what is God's life? Is real. Madam. Amen. When you say God's life, right? It is real. It is something tangible. In short, when God begins to roll out that life, is what heaven calls spiritual blessings. And we're talking on Saturday about heavenly places that God kept. God kept his life in heavenly places. It's, a, it's almost like a calling, it's, an eleva- it's a calling of elevation. And he set it like that so that the soul can actually journey towards him. If, the, if God has kept his life and he just put it where he is and he says, So, come, nobody will go there. Why? Because it will be too far. So the Lord deals with something close to us first, but elevated. So, what does he do? When we get born again, we still like things about the natural, we know how to get it. But then you begin to teach us something else on how to get them. Why don't you use faith? Wow. Have faith. With faith, you can get things. And that is why this, there is a season for Hello Daddy, Daddy Lord Jesus. I just need a job. Job show. Hello Lord Daddy. I just need a phone. Phone show. He's still using natural things, but there's a difference. The gaze and how to get it, the method has changed. And because of the changed method, there's a little difference in that soul and a soul of a a total unbeliever that has no sense of God. When I say sense of God, it's not not that unbelievers know that God is, they just don't like him. Or somebody they're just not ready to give that. I'm talking in sense about in a relationship. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, I don't know, I've moved into, I've jumped away from explaining the spirit of body. Please pardon me, but I think I just, I just wanted to mention this area. <laughs> so, it's an elevation. Have I, where did I stop about that explaining the soul again? I think, I jump back here. I think I'll talk about calling and then the soul. Okay, the program in this. Okay, 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 okay. I get it. I was talking about the program in this. So, how it's a potential, it's from potential energy we landed here. So, God put potentials in places, heavenly places, where the soul can take the potential and convert it into a kinetic. Kinetic means moving. Potential means 
static. It is static, but it has energy in it that can cause movement. Right? So God now, God stores his blessings as potentials in the spirit. And it's that potential that causes every believer. Wow. There's a way God designed those potential energies to relate with believers such a way that the believer is willing to convert the potential into kinetic. So what I'm saying, is it, is it, is it, okay, I f- uh, maybe I'm talking too spiritual. Is it, is it understandable? Okay. Converting it to kinetic, meaningful movement. And there's true movement in the spirit. So the Lord will begin to call upon a soul, invite a soul. Bring your soul to take it out of the grave. God, the, Lord, the intent in the Lord's heart is to remove souls from the grave. And here's the funny thing. When a soul is born again, it's not yet out of the grave. I'm sorry to say. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm, and it's not heresy. It's not, the soul is not, what is the grave? Right? The grave is the habitation of men that have, that have no clue of what life is. I think that's it. You know what's dead? Somebody that is dead, right? Is in the. Is in the. Is in the. Ah! Okay. Maybe, maybe I should look at it carefully. Just to explain this born again. Okay. You know somebody can be dead, but they put them in the grave, right? So when men, they, when we, when when my Adam sinned, the spirit died, but it has not yet entered the grave. We realize that the grave is a different environment. You know when people are alive on earth, right? They are living. When they die, they are not in the grave. We that bury them, we now have to take them, cut the ground, then put them in the grave. They seal it up. The grave is the habitation. The grave is also an habitation. So you see, when you go to the cemetery, what do you see? You see graves. But what's in there? Let's say people. You see a community. So when you, see, when you go to the cemetery, you just see a community of dead men. If you go under, if you go just six feet below, and just begin to, you see that everybody is talking to you that they are drinking tea, they are eating bread. No. They are, I don't think so. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing something. I'm borrowing a... I'm trying to use the natural or the way to explain spiritual. Yes, sir. You now notice that the Lord begin to talk to those that are in the grave. Is that John? John 5? 
the time comes when those that are in the grave will hear the voice of the Son of Man and those that are in the grave with what? Who can? God help me. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm open to close the next 15 minutes, but I'm still building the message. Ah. I'm still building the message, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm talking small, small, but what the Lord is saying is very simple. It's not, let, me say, let me not say it's simple. What the Lord is saying to us is something, that the Lord is calling our souls out of the grave, or is calling our soul. That's what he's calling our soul into, and what he's calling our soul into is to come home. But for us to come home, we must hear his voice. There's what home means. Many souls don't understand what home means. Many souls are not at home. If you've been home before, you miss it. Right? Okay. My heart to karma. Do you know the Lord make you to have a taste of home? You know when you are in worship, you are experiencing the awe of God. See those things you are feeling? It's a taste of home. See, I have so much joy, peace. It's a taste of home. Why? Because when you taste it and you are too far from it, it should call you. Yes, sir. Yes. You want more of it. More of it. Ah! Anybody that doesn't miss home means that they are dead. Either they are dead or they love the grave. Out of the two. They are dead or they love the grave. Nobody. Eh? Have you seen somebody that is in the grave? Maybe they were dead. You know all those movies we watch? They now bury them alive. All of a sudden, they wake up. Do you know the first inst instinct? <sighs> they want to breathe. They feel, ah, I'm under the ground. They want to get out of the grave. But many souls are not interested in coming out of the grave. They love the grave. Why? Because of the life of the grave is too sweet. Why? The life of the grave will tell us, chase after school. Ah, I'm not your school. Because <laughs> we must go to school. The life of the grave. So the, it's, not like, it's, not the, it's not like the life of the grave that says you should, you, should, you should not go to school. I mean, let me rephrase that. The life of the grave does not mean that you can't go to school. You can still go to school. Okay? Now I'm talking about love. I'm talking about love. There's a, there's a kind of love. And this love that I'm saying, there's a kind of love that you can have for school. I say after school is just reading books. After you finish the uh, bachelor, and for masters, after masters, going for PhD, after PhD, and all those things can be things that when you put it on your wall, and people are coming, you can when you you use it, you say ah, I finished two degrees and, and I even did like masters and PhD. Ah, man, and I'm even looking to do. Another master in this. Ah, ah, you know, what's going on here? I mean, why? Because that's their trophy. So, but going to school in itself, there's nothing wrong with it because going to school is meant to teach you skills. So, take school for what it is. It's meant to teach skills. Okay, you take it. If you want to learn something, okay, go learn it. Right? Go learn it there. Then come out of school. Then practice. If you if you need to learn more, because even most of us we still learn one or two things. Right? We are lifelong learners. Right? <laughs> Even on the job, we'll learn. 
right? So I'm, so I'm not saying that school is bad or anything. So I'm talking about a different kind of love, lost. Mm -hmm. We define the world on Saturday a little bit. Now, the grave, what I was going to say is that the grave is the world. The world is a graveyard. And you see souls drinking tea, eating bread. They are partying inside it. They shake hands, you know, clap hands, drink. And inside there, we are still going to church. Oh. Well, so... A, 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 a soul in the grave can still go to church. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Have, have we found that scripture? John 5.28. <laughs> John 5.28. Can somebody help me read it, please? First thing, there's another one that talks about coming out of the grave. Is it that same one? So there is that voice of the sun that will cause a soul to live. So the first thing you do to a dead man is to give it life, which you can call the new birth. The next thing you want to do to that soul is to get it out of the grave. Because they are buried. And the, the, the way the language the, the scripture use concerning that is that we might escape. No grave is a corruption. That we might escape the corruption that is in the world through loss. Right? I remember in a psalm it says, That will not leave my soul in hell. Neither you saw that I only want to see corruption. Right? It's saying that uh, when Jesus died, I had to bury him. Right? He was in the grave. Even though he was not three feet under, but he was still in the grave. Right? And then it means that if he stays long in the grave, you will be corrupted. You will see corruption. So when Adam died, the next thing they did is Satan began to take the soul into the grave by pushing the soul of man to be worldly. So it pushed the soul of man to be worldly. So when a soul is, what I think we defined li as to do, right? What is worldly means is world doing, is worldly. So Satan pushed Adam into, not Adam himself, you know, generations of course, because Adam himself he was not the one that perfected the whole thing, right? Yeah. So when, when Adam sinned, his spirit died. And I can tell you to, some, to a degree, his soul was still having very much life. It was not yet in the grave. After a while, we've journeyed to the grave. By the time you get to Noah, we are already nearing grave there. 
Then the Lord says, Ah! He said, Say, the sons of men enter the daughters of sons of God enter the daughters of men. And then the Lord saw and said, Ah! Say, they took those daughters unto themselves. Say, the Spirit of the Lord says, My spirit shall no longer strive with men. It means that after a while, the Lord, Lord has been trying to stop the soul from entering the grave because that one's, that's another journey. If, if, if it's just dead, all they did is just bring it to life and then call it home. But now, they need to, if it has entered the grave, they need to wake it up and they need to make way for the grave to shift and then take out the body. Right? So the first thing is that we hear the voice of the son. Then those that are in the grave will leave. So we get born again. Then, what does that living mean to the soul? It means that the soul needs to now start dealing with callings. I'm trying to round up. Dealing with callings. Because the voice that woke the soul up is calling. He called it, wake up. Awake. Then the voice of the son keeps speaking. Then the soul needs to now start responding. Amen. Amen. Now when you become alive, what does that mean? It means you should be tasting the Holy Ghost. You should be tasting the Spirit. It is the Spirit that giveth life. The Holy Ghost, right, is what can make a soul to understand calling. If your soul does not grow in the spirit, it can never understand calling. Why? Because it's too, that soul is too far from home. So what the Lord begins to do with the spirit of God is begin to create uh, experiences around the spirit for to be experiencing home. After a while, the soul will start asking, I miss home. I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. What does that mean? Every time you are praying, you are enjoying the spirit. You are saying, Lord, I want to come home. Every time you are reading scripture, as you are reading it and life begins to flow, what you are saying is, Lord, I want to come home. You are, what the soul is doing is, is answering callings. It's, the soul is answering callings. It should, and the soul should be answering callings. It should. The things that should give soul joy are the things of the spirit or elevated thoughts. Elevated things. Is the soul seeking after elevated throughout the day? What is the what is the soul a combat with? Thank God that we come every Tuesday and Saturday. Thank you, glory to Jesus. Now let's talk Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. You know that Sunday after we finish church. Do you know that our soul is thinking about many things? Yes, Satan has given the soul occupation. The soul is answering another calling. Why? Be thinking of how to marry. Be thinking of how to how to how to get some money. Be thinking of children. No, children is another stage. No, I don't know. Sometimes we're talking about all these things. I don't know. Sorry, it's just that those are the things that are that the matter. What else do we? Some of us it is prestige. Some of us it is name. They want our we want our name to be written in stone. You know, I'm of us pass through maybe all those uh, all those school uh, in school. Maybe you of them. You know, not a or. Some of us, that's what we want. Our name is just written on Tachi or but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe our thoughts are not there yet. Maybe it's for you. You know, sometimes we can see something, put it aside in the archive, we just keep it there and then continue our life. So that by the time we get somewhere, you know that, you know that name on buildings? 
right? Rich people, when they don't have anything to do with money, they'll <laughs> what else can I do? Okay, I think I need to put my name somewhere. <laughs> so sometimes that thought may visit a lower, you know, estate, but you know, that thing is, is common with the rich. They're looking for what to do with name. They want that name. I don't know, but but all of us in a way we still like names somehow. Right? But what I'm saying is that there are things that the soul should be engaged in. There are things of the calling. Or let me put it this way, the soul should be answering callings. Amen. Amen. What does it mean for the soul to answer calling? It means the soul is pursuing after its savior. It's pursuing after its God. The soul is enjoying the taste of the Lord. It's not just encumbered with things that does not put that does not have life for the soul. Those are everything that we do that have life. See, you can go and work now, 24 hours, do all kinds of job, right? Make money. Do you know that life has not entered the soul? Sure you know that you can go to church, be usher, usher, finish, go back home. Life has not entered the soul. Again, I'm not saying that we should not go and usher. Right? Okay. Because there's a place for that. In fact, I don't know. I don't feel, you know, I have to balance it. In the sense that, you know, we hear that. So, you know, when, when people hear things like this, they will think that what we are saying now is that, ah! So you mean that all this thing I'm doing, there's no life, ah! Then why am I doing it? I'm not going to do it. That, ah, 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 ah. It's not that. That's all we are saying. Right? We're talking about knowing where true spirituality is. True spirituality can guide you to go and serve. But we can, let's not confuse the, the, the thing we are doing with true service. Right? And that's just that's what the sense I'm bringing. Right? So, it says that a soul can do all these things and there's no life. In short, a soul can be busy doing many things that does not that has nothing to do with life. It has nothing to do with receiving the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, hey, time has gone. And I really need to end this. I said I will not take our time. Amen. Amen. So, um, I know I meant I jumped from you know the soul aspect and but the summary is the soul is the main is the main man. Amen. Amen. And I'm trying to I'm going to quickly finish very soon, but Lord will help me. God, I pray for help. Give me grace so that I can wrap this up in the next five ten minutes, quick quick, so that we can go home with a blessing. Amen. So, what the soul, okay, the soul, the soul loves callings. Let me put it that way. The soul loves callings. Amen. Now, in the grave, something is calling it. What is calling it are the things that, that our soul loves. Now, if, if a soul is in the world, there are things that call the soul. We say the loss of the eye, the loss of the shadow, and part of life, those things are callers. Of the soul. In short, they are they are they are 
sending calls to the soul every day. Not even every day. It's every day, but we are always on the phone with them. And there's no time that we drop the call. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. The only time that a soul can drop that call is if the soul hears another call. Not just like you're on the phone, and then when you're talking to someone, and then all of a sudden you see your dad. Ah! Hello, hello. Jude, please, I really want to talk to daddy. Hello, hello, hi daddy, how you doing? You see, if another call does not come, another call won't end. Why? Because you can be enjoying the call. If you are called, ah, how are you now? And the call is sweet. The conversation is sweet. But not knowing that you need to talk to daddy. And that is Jesus. Right? <laughs> so, what am I saying is that the call, if you keep, hi, Lord, help me too. There is, I'm trying to paint a picture of, we should not have a false sense of spirituality, a false sense of what true Christianity, and because if we have a false sense of that, we have a false sense of growth. If we don't know what our true calling is, we have a serious false sense of growth spiritually. Wow. Now, what's in the heart of the Lord? The heart of the, uh, well, I'll keep saying it. What is in the heart of the Lord is to give Himself to His soul. I want to give myself to you. I want to give who I am to you. Does who I am in the Lord has anything to do with money? Does who the Lord is has anything to do with children being able to give birth or being able to father a child? Does who the person of the Lord is has anything to do with having uh, awards of accomplishment? No. The person of the Lord, right, God himself, hi, Lord, give me, give me, give us to paint this picture. There's a lot to do with life, with grace, with peace, with joy, with light. What else? With immortality, eh? eternal life. These are the things pertaining to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, the soul would always answer a call. And where we are, right, when we get born again, is in the grave. Or we can call it the world. But there's a need to escape the world. We need to be elevated from the grave, at least above the grave. If we come out of the grave, then we can... That's, that's a resurrection. You know, coming out of the grave is called resurrection. <laughs> Let me go from there. The scripture talks about two resurrections. Resurrection from the dead. Resurrection of the dead. So they are dealing with dead men. Right? Now, can we quickly read Hebrews chapter 13? Because I want us to see this resurrection. And from there, I think I'll, God will give me grace 
to finish quickly the thought concerning these things. Amen. So Revelation 13, 20, I believe. Sorry, Hebrews. Hebrews. Sorry, why am I saying Revelation? Maybe because of resurrection, I'm saying Revelation. <laughs> Amen. Hebrews 13. I'm, I'm running up. I'm running up. Oh, God will give us grace and speed. Ah. Hmm. Jesus Christ. So the God of peace that brought again from the dead. So you see, it's our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is a sample, right? Is a sample of the kind of resurrection of, let me say, we've heard, have we heard the pattern song before? <laughs> Everything about Jesus is a pattern. It's a pattern to show us where we should go, right? So here, it says that God brought again Jesus, who brought again from the dead, right? So the word again means what? That it has happened before, right? Brought again from the dead. Meaning that, does that mean that Jesus had two kinds of resurrection? But we only know that he died once and he was raised once. Now, they are not talking about that. No, that one has its significance. But in the soul of Jesus... Jesus experienced two resurrections. He, he was resurrected from the dead. He was resurrected of the dead. And that's what that means to the soul. There are two, there are different kinds of elevations. Those resurrections are elevation. When you hear resurrection, it means to be elevated. Now, resurrection from the dead is being raised, is being elevated from the dead. Now, after you have been raised from then you have to have a resurrection of the dead. Now, being raised up again is an elevation. Those things are callings. The characteristics of callings, what, does it, what is it? Characteristics of callings have to do with your experience with the spirit. Amen. Spirit, spirit, poor spirit, poor spirit, poor more spirit. More spirit, poor, poor, more spirit. Oh, my heart, I feel, Lord, we pray for you to help us to pour more of your spirit upon us. I believe the Lord wants to pour more spirit. Amen. The Lord needs to increase our oil for calling. Don't, what am I saying? Don't ignore callings. I think I'm just going to write up like that. In summary, don't ignore calling. What should you do? Love calling. What does it mean to not ignore calling? Do you enjoy fellowshipping? Do you enjoy the things of the spirit that brings joy to you? Do you love to answer calling? When the Lord begins to call you into the corner, in the corner of your heart, begin to speak to you. Hey, my daughter, ah, let's gist about scripture today. Do we respond to calling? Are we responding to calling? When the Lord begins to knock at the door of our heart, that is him calling to you. Why? He wants to give you a taste of home. He's calling you home. Why? Because where our soul is, is far from home. Where is our soul? Our soul is thinking of how we are going to make money. Our soul is thinking about how we are going to make it in life. What else do our soul think of? Eh? Help me now. If you know, you, we all know where we think about it. Help me with it now. Eh? We are preaching together. We are preaching together this, this, this night. Amen. 
There's a place where the soul is every day. Eh? Now, when the soul, eh? <laughs> money, food, and that's what it is, things we think about. Okay, maybe food may not be too powerful, but there are things that are heavy on this one. Reputation, estate. You know, it's possible. I want to marry now. Eh? You know, having a husband could be something. Just, hello, I'm not a married person. Amen. Or, no, married, married service is even too far. Being in a relationship is another one. Need, you know, maybe all of my friends are married, finish. But I'm not, I'm not in a relationship. Then all of a sudden, what, what encumbers the heart? While the soul is going to work, no work is at his own worry. Go to work, come back, goes to church, he's still thinking, when am I going to marry? Those are the calling the soul is answering. Now check what, what are callings? Callings are what the soul gives itself to, to answer. Eh? So you now go, let me, let me think about, ah! Or maybe you just so, uh, scroll on phone and you see one of your friends. Ah! Titi has married again. Ah, Lord, when will my own come? Well, the Lord will do it, then we'll leave it. Then what's happening? We'll go. As we are going, we are, we are thinking about it. Then the next thing, I want to be in a relationship. That's the thing. When will I enter a relationship? The question is, have you entered a relationship with the Lord Jesus? Yeah. That relationship is much more important than any other relationship in this world. Why? Because you are going to need that relationship because before you enter a relationship. You know, relationship is a, is a, is a world of its own again. Amen. Yeah. Do you know that it takes, to enter a relationship, please, grow. When I say grow, I'm not talking about age, spiritually. Well, age is not the problem now. Spiritually, well, we think about age, but spiritually is, <laughs> spiritually is what is important. Age in the natural does not mean you have age in the spirit. Sometimes I can be 40, but I can be 2 in the spirit. Sometimes I can be 50, but I can be 5 in the spirit. Do you know, if you want to calibrate the kind of spirituality, you want to know age, look at Jesus. By 12, he was already discussing with those, uh, the, the, the elders in the temple. Now, it's not just, they're not talking about sheer, sheer knowledge. You just know Bible. No, they're talking about the development. Do you know the kind of development it takes for a soul to have conversations? You know when you have, maybe let's say now, when, when somebody is, let's say, a baby now. You know the kind of conversation a baby can have with adults? You can't have a, a, a standard conversation. What the baby can do is just do blah, 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 blah. <laughs> now imagine Jesus at 12 and the men at 40, 30, 60. And he's having conversations. And you know those ones are aged. Jesus is having conversations. And when he's having conversations, he's quoting scripture. But when he's quoting scripture, he's not quoting scripture. They are seeing the wisdom with which he speaks. They are seeing the spirit which he carries. That's Jesus. That's, that's a person with age in the spirit. Amen. Have you had, can you at least fall in love with Jesus? Fall in love with Jesus first. After you fall in love with Jesus, then can you think, later, later, let the Lord down bring it to you. It's time for a relationship. Yeah? Amen. Don't, don't let, see all those things that used to, to beset us all. I don't know why I'm talking like this. So. We just see the, if the Lord can help us to remove all those, do you know, Amen. what, <laughs> what, what move, praise the Lord, shout Jesus and say amen, it's okay. Amen. You know, that's one of the things that used to plague us, right? Is desire for things that we ought not to have. Amen. When the soul is weak, eh, it will be longing for things 
that it shouldn't be. What it should be longing for is its maker. The first relationship that a soul should have is its maker. Can you first of all answer the calling of your maker? And then fall in love with him. Have relationship with him. Can you please, the same way, see, here's the thing. Relationship out of due time is going to take your time with the relationship with God. How? You only have 24 hours, was this after this? You only have 24 hours in a day. No, there's no amount, there's no way you can increase that to 26. There's no way you can increase that to 36. Of, when, by the time you are going to 48, what is happening? You are landing into another day. One day is just 24 hours. In that 24 hours, you go to, school, you go to work. For those that are started, they will go to school. While you are doing all these things, do you know that you will naturally care for those that you are thinking about? Imagine, and then after that, you now have other things to do. After you have other things to do, guess what? Where's the energy to serve God? You, don't, you know that your physical body has a limit. How do you know it has a limit? All of us are here, we are all tired. Yeah? Our body is already falling. What does that mean? It means, it means that there's no, we, don't have, there's, we have a limit. And after you've spent time thinking about Bobo and Geshi, I know it's Geshi and Bobo we're talking about, and then all the things that have to do with Bobo and Geshi, you now realize that you don't have grace. And for the things of God, no more grace, nothing. All the strength has been gone. Why? Because you can't cheat the body, man. You can't. Amen. It means that we have to be wise with our time, too, and our resources. So, what, 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 why did this? Hey, let, me, let me put it this way. How do you, how do you live your life? Answer the call of your maker. There's what, you, what, there's what we call the, the true calling or the, the, the hope of his calling. There's a time we get to know it. But before you get to know it, the first thing you must learn to do is learn to respond to callings. Hi, fellowship with the Spirit. Take your Bible, read. Let the breeze of the Spirit call you. When you drink of the Spirit, let it call you into a higher place. Can you be, and part of answering calling is taking thought from elevated places. Are you taking thought of he who made you? Are you taking thought of the, see the person, that you call him, ah, this Yoruba, they say, Allah, but I know, does, have, have you thought of that? What does that look like? What, what does the, you say, you see, Alagbada means he wears the garment of fire. <laughs> have, you, have you thought of it? This person with garment, what does his garment look like? What does the garment of fire look like? Can you begin to look into scriptures? Can you begin to think about this person? You know, this person can come and manifest himself to you. And say, this is why, this is, this, this is my fire, this is my garment. Do you know he can explain that to you in scripture? How does the kind of thing that excites you? Or the kind of thing that excites us are things about Bobo and Geshi about money, about, about uh, babies. You know, for those that are, I know, I, know it's, uh, I mean, a few people of us have babies here. But you know, it's, everything is a state. By the time you marry three, you think about baby. You don't know that until you get there. Amen. But what am I saying is that there are, there are things every soul needs to use the energy of their soul to do. It is to answer calls. Can you answer the call of the Lord? The Lord is calling. How is he calling? He's giving you his, he has given you his spirit freely. Now for fellowship. Have you, have you enjoyed enough fellowship of the spirit? Have you prayed in the spirit enough? Have you prayed in the spirit until your tongue starts turning and it begins to call upon the invincible? Have you spoken tongue enough eh, to experience the invincible? Have you, have you begun to experience 
the, what they call a thought from heavenly place where Christ is seated. Are you taking thoughts from there? Are those the things that, that call our heart? Can the Lord begin to call you into fellowship? Can you begin to answer the call of the Lord in fellowship? Amen. Answer his call. Respond to him. He's calling you. He has given you his spirit. Enjoy answering his call. Pick up the phone, the phone of the spirit, and begin to call the Lord. Enjoy, the, enjoy that. By enjoying that, you can move into understanding the hope of his calling. Meaning that, the, you see, every of the calling has a hope. That's what I'm saying. See, see the fellowship is doing is not just for fun. But it's for fun, spiritually. That's, that's a spiritual fun. But it's not just, it's not empty. There's a hope in that calling. There's a hope to the Holy Spirit coming to fellowship with you. There's a hope to you engaging spiritual thought. There's a hope to that. And the Lord can make us understand that. How? By answering call. We keep answering his call. So how? When we answer the call, we can come out of the grave. Amen. We can, and then begin to go home. When we begin to ascend spiritually, we are beginning to move up. We are beginning to go home. Amen. Are we blessed tonight? Can we just begin to bless the name of the Lord tonight? Father, we thank you. Can I begin to pray for help this night? That we begin to answer the call of the Lord. That wherever we are weak in answering his callings, wherever we are weak in answering his voice, wherever we are weak in understanding his voice, can we begin to pray for help tonight? That we begin to have strength for to respond to the call of the Lord. That wherever we are lacking in strength, that heaven will supply strength to answer call, to respond to his call, to respond to his call, to respond to his call, that will not take his call for granted. That when the Holy Ghost arises for fellowship, the Holy Ghost begins to move scriptures within our heart that will begin to answer, will begin to respond for, for elevation, that will be elevated in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you, Father, today for uh, your help, how you've helped us in your word tonight. We say be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that concerning your word and concerning your calling, that the desire to answer your call, you will burst in each and over our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for wine to answer your call. Lord, we increase our wine for to answer. Father, we will fall in love with your callings in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, wherever we are still weak, we ask for abundant supply of grace for response in the name of Jesus. I want to know you more. We ask, Father, that the grace to know you in your callings, you supply for each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.
Shine.